Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We are back and busier than ever. What a day. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests like Mel Kuyper Jr. in an hour. On the Goodyear Hotline, Mel's got a mock today, and he's got trades, and it's all fascinating. Nick Mangold is on the show today. A great one goes out. The green list is filled with legends, and sometimes they give out rings for silly things. All that and more. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. And the place we're going to start today is with Mel Kuyper Jr.'s Mock Draft 4.0, which is available in its entirety, rounds one and two on ESPN+. Plus. I love this stuff. You know I love it. I always have. I've never been more interested. Or I shouldn't say I've never been more interested, but I've never been more dialed into it than I am this year because I, I have this great opportunity to host the draft for us uh, two weeks from Thursday and Friday. But I'd be fascinated by it anyway because, look, when you root for the team I root for, they're always picking high. And, and so you're paying very close attention to what's going on. But this year, as is the case most years, the draft is defined by the quarterbacks. And this year, Mel Kuyper Jr. projects five quarterbacks to go in the top ten picks. So Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless tells us that Mel's latest projections are Trevor Lawrence going one to Jacksonville, no surprise. Zach Wilson going two to the Jets, no surprise. Mac Jones going three to San Francisco, no surprise, though again I will repeat that is not my expectation. I have been saying for a while that is not what I think is going to happen. I think the 49ers are going to take Trey Lance. Mel has forecasted another trade for this mock draft. So he has Trey Lance going six to Atlanta. He is forecasting Miami to move up a couple of spots from six to four to take Kyle Pitts. Atlanta falling back there to six, feeling comfortable doing that and still getting the quarterback they want in Trey Lance. And then he's projecting a trade, and this is where it really gets fascinating. Justin Fields falling down again as the fifth quarterback in this draft and going number 10 to New England. He forecasts the Patriots trading up with the Cowboys to take Justin Fields at 10. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. And let me stop you in your tracks before you say Belichick never does that. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Belichick never does that. Let me remind you, he's never had to do it. He hasn't had to do it. Bill Belichick hasn't taken a quarterback in round one, and he's been the coach of the Patriots for 20 years. And people will look at those two, and they'll put two and two together, and you probably are getting five. Because if Tom Brady was my quarterback, I wouldn't be taking one in the first round either. He is now living the way the rest of the NFL lives, which is without Tom Brady at quarterback. So I don't think it's crazy at all. In fact, I will tell you that I believe the Patriots over the course of the next two and a half weeks will address the quarterback situation in a serious way, one way or the other. And that is to say, I think they will either trade for Jimmy Garoppolo Or they will draft a quarterback. Now, that doesn't mean they trade up to take one. Bill will have to be in love with Justin Fields in order to do this. Bill does not like to trade up. His history does tell us he likes to trade back. Value, value, value. But he also knows how important a quarterback is. So what I don't know is I don't know what he thinks of Justin Fields. If indeed Fields is the one who winds up being the last available. I'm not 100% convinced that's what's going to happen here. See, if San Francisco takes Mac Jones at three, then everything here now goes according to this plan. 
But if they don't, if the 49ers do what I'm telling you I think they're going to do, which is take Trey Lance at number three, well, that sets into motion a circumstance in which Mac Jones completely unfairly and inaccurately is described as the guy who's dropping like a rock down the draft boards. I want to tell you that as I started doing research in earnest on this at the beginning of March, that's when I first started going over all these players. Todd McShay had a list ranking all of the players who were draft eligible, and he ranked Mac Jones 28th. He ranked him the 28th best prospect in this draft. Now, that doesn't mean that A, he's always right, or that B, he was right then and wrong then and right now. But it does tell you that no one was talking about Mac Jones being the third pick in the draft then. Then all of a sudden, San Francisco trades up, and everyone says, well, he seems like a perfect fit for Kyle Shanahan's offense, and maybe they're right. Maybe that's what happens. But I'm here to tell you that if Mac Jones doesn't go three, then I think we just have to start watching him fall. And again, I will, I will quarrel with anyone who says he is plummeting down the draft board. Aaron Rodgers was projected to go high and didn't. Brady Quinn was projected to go high and didn't. Mac Jones was not. He is projected to go to one team. So if San Francisco takes Lance, which again, I'll, I'll continue to repeat, is what I think they're going to do, then I'm not sure where Mac Jones goes. And if he starts to fall a little bit past, now we get to five. Well, they're not going to take him Cincinnati. Six, that's my, right now that's Miami. They're not going to take him. Seven, that's Detroit. They're not going to take him. Eight, Carolina. I think Matt Rule is telling the world he might take a quarterback because he wants someone to come up and trade with him. I could see him calling Bill and saying, hey, Bill, I'm sitting here at eight. Mac Jones is available. That's the guy you want. What are you going to offer me? I could see Bill Belichick trading up to get Mac Jones. Now, he may not have to go up that high to get him. I continue to believe there's a lot of smoke screening going on out there. And I think Justin, if Mac Jones doesn't go three, then I definitely think he'll be the fifth quarterback off the board. So in my scenario, Trey Lance goes at three. Now, all of a sudden, Justin Fields, who's trading up to get him? Is it Denver? Is it Chicago? Who's coming up to get Justin Fields? I think there's a, a, a real scenario in which Mac Jones is still sitting there at 15 for New England to take. I don't think that's far-fetched at all. Again, we're, we would only consider that a massive drop because we've been forecasting him at three. But no one has him listed as the third-rated prospect on the board, not even close. I don't have, a more, I don't have the most recent one of those from Mel or Todd. Can someone, uh, Hembo sitting next to me again, hashtag Hembo is here today. The whole hashtag crew is here. Can you look up Mel's latest big board and tell me where Mac Jones is rated? Got it. it it's one thing for him to be, Mel is projecting him as the third pick in this draft. But Mel's mock drafts, for a, a repeat for anyone who doesn't already know this, he's not telling you what he would do or what he thinks teams should do. He's telling you what he thinks they're going to do. So I agree with him. I, I think there's every reason to think Mac Jones might go three. Shefty thinks so. Mort thinks so. But I think this stuff is fluid, and I think that he may ultimately, that Trey Lance may ultimately go there. So let me guess. Mm. The, the look on your face suggests to me you just got it. Got it. All right, so, the most recent update was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So two weeks ago, I'm going to guess that on his big board, I'm going to tell you where I think the quarterbacks are going to fall roughly. Mm. I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence is the number one player on the board. That's right. I'm going to say his number two player is Kyle Pitts. That's right. 
I'm going to say his number three player is Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is his number four player. So is it Panay Sewell? No, it's another wide receiver. Devontae Smith? Yeah. All right, so, so there's that group there. I'm going to guess the next quarterback for him, I, I mean, I'm cheating. I know that Justin Fields is his number two quarterback. I'm going to guess he's top ten. He's something like eight or nine. Stand by. Justin Fields? Justin Fields is six. Six. And he's the next quarterback. That's right. I'm going to guess after that, mm-hmm. his next quarterback, there's three more. Between Fields, Lance, and Jones. Excuse me. Who am I missing? Oh, no. Zach Wilson. He is seven. Th- that's who we're missing. So, Zach Wilson. He has Fields just slightly ahead of Zach mm-hmm. Wilson. So, that's six and seven. Then I'm going to guess we're going to get into the teens before we get to anybody else. That Trey Lance is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 or 11. Uh, Trey Lance is 13. 13. And then Mac Jones, is he 20? No. Higher. Higher. That's my point. All right, you've already made my point. Where I- does he have him? Lower is what I mean. Oh. This is Mel's, bo- this is Mel's right. big board. Mel's big board. Mel's big board has Trey Lance 13 and Mac Jones 12 as of two weeks ago. Oh, he has him ahead of, of, of him. Okay. Either way, mm. the point is for Mac Jones to be number 12, that's not what I was expecting, but it's, it's, <laughs> it, it, but it's okay. It still makes the point. For Mac Jones to be the 12th rated prospect, it does not mean that if he doesn't go at number three, he's falling. The point remains one way or the other. Either way, I love this stuff. The entire mock draft is available. Two rounds right now on ESPN+. I'll keep going over it with you here. He only has one quarterback going after the big five. There's a million things to get to, and we'll get to all of them as we roll on. I am Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or vote. Boat. Visit Progressive.com. Let me say that again on behalf of our friends at Progressive. You could say big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Nick Mangold on the way. A legend hangs him up. And your casting calls are on the way in this hour. My name is Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny rolling along with you on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And Nick Mangold will join me in 30 seconds on the Goodyear Hotline. A bunch of stuff to get into with him with the draft two weeks away. But first, this word from HelloFresh. You know, I bet we all miss a true real break. 
not just endless downtime, I mean a break that feels earned, a shortcut you give yourself that makes your life truly easier, and that's how you'll feel with HelloFresh. HelloFresh lets you skip the grocery store, the crowds and traffic and hassle without sacrificing delicious meals. More than 25 chef-created recipes to pick from every week. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12. Use the code Greeny12. You get 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's code Greeny12 at HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12. And with that thought in mind, I would like to suggest that if I was on a golf course right now in Delaware, which is where I'm told my next guest is, and I looked to my left and I saw a man the size of Nick Mangold, I'm not sure exactly what would go through my mind, but that's where I'm told he is. Nick Mangold, longtime NFL star, was with me from a golf course in Delaware. Good morning, Nick Mangold. Morning, Greeny. How are we doing today? Well, you tell me. How are we playing? How is, uh, how is everything going so far on our golf? It is not good. Um, there's a lot of three putts, um, a lot of missed balls. It's just been ugly. So give us a sense here. Give, give me a – I can't picture you as a golfer, but that doesn't necessarily – you never know with these things. How good a golfer are we, Nick? Uh, I'm not very good. I think uh, I'm standing on a handicap of somewhere 22, 23, so I'm not good. Okay, fair enough. And, and which is higher generally, the number of balls you lose or the number of beers you drink whilst playing? Uh, usually beers, but you know, it's still morning time. So I got to take it slow. <laughs> okay. So we'll keep it down to six or eight today on the front nine. All right. Fair enough. Here's Nick Mangold exactly. with me. I want to start with your Ohio state guy. Uh, and that is the quarterback, Justin Fields, who I have watched for two years, tear up. I mean, absolutely tear up the big 10. And yet here are most of the projections, uh, suggesting he's going to be the fifth quarterback taken in this draft. What have you seen in him and how good do you think he is on the next level? Yeah, you know, I, I think he can be very good. I'm just shocked at how quickly he's fallen uh, from, you know, being the guaranteed number two from Trevor Lawrence to now, you know, maybe three or four. It's just it's shocking how quickly that can happen in, uh, you know, in two months, one month. Why does it happen, Nick? Why? why uh, I mean, sometimes do teams outthink themselves, overthink these things? Do they uh, go away from the tape? Why? How does something change when no games have been played over the last four months? Yeah, I, I don't know, and that's kind of the crazy part. Uh, maybe it's just the interview process. Maybe it's uh, now talking to coaches a little bit more. Um, it, it's shocking how how quickly that can change without really doing anything because they they haven't didn't do the full combine. Um, you know, pro days were kind of scarce, so it, it was it's interesting to see how quickly that happened. Yeah, and and again, the projections have them falling all the way down to maybe being the fifth quarterback in this draft Greeny and Nick Mangold you of course played your career for the New York Jets what did you think of the decision they made they, they made the commitment now to going into taking a quarterback with that second pick rather than trading it for the you know a king's ransom and shipping off Sam Darnold to Carolina I haven't talked to you what did you think of that decision you know um I, I kind of saw it coming uh you know the fresh start uh, I think will be great for Sam um you know I'm weary of our third quarterback now in, what, four years or so. So it's going to be interesting starting all over again. Um, but, you know, that's the direction they want to go, and uh, I believe in J.D. Well, you were there. J.D., of course, is Joe Douglas. You were there when Mark Sanchez came, and he starts immediately as a rookie. And, of course, you guys had great success. And they had a really good team, and you ran the ball with your big offensive line, and the defense was great. But Sanchez had to do his part, and you did get to AFC Championship games each of his first two seasons. What are the keys, in your opinion, for a young quarterback, particularly in New York City, to succeed? 
Um, you know, I think the big one is keeping your head down and try to keep quiet, uh, you know, getting through uh, the off season, you know, getting into the season, uh, trying to learn as much as possible because the guys are dependent on you, um, especially coming in as a rookie. Uh, that's a lot of pressure. Um, and, you know, you want to be able to say that, hey, I know what I'm doing and I can do it to the best of my abilities, uh, just like you guys are. Well, what's it like when there's a rookie quarterback? You know, you're a vet. You've been around a while. You know how things go. He walks in. He's trying to be the leader. But but there, I'm just envisioning there has to be a part of you that's looking at him and thinking, okay, you're 22. I've been here a long time, and I know what I'm doing. How does a young quarterback come in and take command of a team and command of a huddle? I think that's the big thing uh, of knowing what to do. Uh, when you can uh, go in there and recite the playbook and tell guys and, and show guys that you, you're putting the time and the work in, uh, that trust really gets you the, the guys behind you. All right, and, and then let's get to the most important piece of business here, Nick. The big debate that people have in this draft, once we get past the quarterbacks, is there were some really good offensive linemen and there were some really good wide receivers. Now, understanding that you are about as biased a person as I could possibly ask this question <laughs> to, if teams are choosing between them, should they go for the O-line or should they go for the receivers? Uh, you know, I, as much as I want to say offensive line, they should always go. Uh, really depends on, on what you have going on. You know, I, I think uh, everything starts up front. So, you know, if you don't have an, a solid offensive line, uh, I, you have to go and get your, uh, a guy up there in the first round. Um, but otherwise, you know, you want playmakers. So, like, if your offensive line is settled, you go get a playmaker. It's it's a good class for, for both of uh, offensive linemen and wide receivers there. All right, Nick, I'm going to let you get back to playing your golf here. Tell us about this barbecue sauce and the outstanding cause that it um, that it takes care of. Yeah, uh, we're um, 74 BBQ, the sauce. Uh, we have the OG and the spicy. Um, been doing it for a while now. It's awesome. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Keeps me keeps me busy. Um, and we're very lucky to be paired up with Answer the Call. Uh, they do great work with uh, fallen family members of uh, FDNY, NYPD, uh, Port Authority. So that they do great work. Um, and it's awesome to be uh, partnered up with them. All right, well done, eh? Nick. So, you, what 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 hole are you walking to right now? I can see you there. What which hole are we walking to? Uh, we just finished ten, so now we're heading to eleven. Is it par four, par five? What do we got? Uh, you know, I need to get a chance to check the scorecard, <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to let you know. Okay, I'll report back in. G- get someone to take video of this next shot. Whatever, if, if you're teeing off, I want to see this drive. So have someone shoot it and then send it to us. Uh, to our producers, because I'm, I'm, I want to see one big swing from Nick Mangold on the tee box. <laughs> no, no, no. I hate to scare you <laughs> All right, Nick. Take care, my man. Be well. Always appreciate right, talking thanks. to Have you. Have a good one. Be good. You too. That's Nick Mangold on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. He's wrong, by the way. And, and, and of all people to be wrong, for him to be wrong is crazy. But hashtag Hembo has provided the insight into why you always take the offensive lineman, not the wide receiver. I mean, I guess in theory, if you have four pro bowlers on your offensive line, maybe that skews the equation. But when you're making a choice between taking the offensive line and taking the wide receiver, there is no choice to be made. And Hembo, I would ask you, what is the hit rate? If we're going to define hit rate in the first round by saying you take a player and that player gets a second contract with that team, so that team wants to keep that player around, what is the hit rate generally for the offensive line? About 60% for the offensive line. So six out of ten times you draft an offensive lineman, the team wants to keep that player around for a second contract. 
What is the hit rate for a wide receiver in round one? About 25%. 25%. Three <laughs> out of four wide receivers they don't want to keep. And listen, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm, I'm hit, sitting here to tell you, the Jets in one draft took the Brickishaw Ferguson and Nick Mangold in the first round. I remember my buddy John Clayton. We were doing the draft. Go look at me and John Clayton. And John Clayton actually said, this draft for the Jets is as sexy as a bathrobe. I don't know what <laughs> I meant by that exactly, but it was a hilarious thing for, of all people, him to say. But the, the God's honest truth is it was fantastic. The Jets had a really good offensive line for a decade. Look how many playoff appearances they made. They went to the playoffs under Rex twice for no other reason except they had a great offensive line. They ground and pounded the hell out of you. Yeah, and they went out and they got Damian Woody and a bunch of other good players. But the bottom line is they drafted the core of that offensive line. Take the linemen. Penny Sewell is in this draft. Rashawn Slater is in this draft. Elijah Vera Tucker is in this draft. Christian Darasaw is in this draft. There are a whole bunch of other guys whose names you're going to start to hear as we get a little closer to it that you can get in rounds two and round three, depending on, on who, what position it is you're looking for. Take the offensive linemen. If you're a team that needs both and your team takes the O-lineman first, be happy. That's almost always the right thing to do. Greeny with you, brought to you by 303 Products, premium protectants and cleaners. Keep your car looking like new for longer. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. All right, there's something I just want you to know, and that is this. I respect the hell out of Julian Edelman. Don't you? A guy hangs up his cleats yesterday. That guy was nails. I hate that the debate yesterday became, is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? And here's why I hate it. Because he's not. He's not. And if that becomes the discussion, then you spend your time talking about his career by pointing out all of the things he didn't do. Julian Edelman is a player who you should point out the things he did do. This was a seventh-round pick quarterback who came to the Patriots and became basically like a Swiss Army knife. He did everything, and he was as valuable to that team as just about any player they had whose name wasn't Tom Brady during that entire run, that entire run. He's one of seven wide receivers to win Super Bowl MVP. He always came up huge in the biggest games. Now, I don't mean to knock him, but the receiver who was, at, who, who was ahead of him is ahead of him on the all-time receptions list for the Patriots is Wes Welker. Welker is number one on the Patriots' all-time list in catches, and Edelman is two. The biggest difference is, in the playoffs, Welker is the one you remember for the bad moments. Guy who never dropped a ball dropped big plays in Super Bowls. Edelman never did. Edelman was awesome. Edelman is on that list of players who came up huge in the biggest spots. So the rest of his career, he was never the best receiver in the NFL. He was never anything like that. So I don't want to talk about whether he's a Hall of Famer or not. I want to talk about a guy who was just nails. He was just big in big games. And sports are filled with guys like that. Not the best in the game, but yet indelible in the history of the sport nonetheless. That's what I want to say today when we talk about Julian Edelman. That's the conversation I want to have about him. By the way, the only wide receivers in the Hall of Fame whose careers began since 1990 are Marvin Harrison, Randy Moss, T.O., Isaac Bruce, and Calvin Johnson. I mean, these guys just they don't get into the Hall of Fame if you're a wide receiver. It's almost impossible. 
So to say that Edelman is not a Hall of Famer is not to knock his career. But again, that's not what I wanted to talk about today. I want to respectfully tip my cap in the direction of a guy who is he's one of the... That's what's great about sports. The guy who, of whom nothing was expected, who winds up having an unbelievable career. There's a player that I will always love like that named Wayne Krebet. Any Jet fan knows who I'm talking about. Edelman had a much greater career than Krebet, basically because he played on much better teams, so he had a chance to do things like be a Super Bowl MVP. But I love guys like that. A guy like Tom Waddle in Chicago, who now hosts Afternoons on ESPN 1000, longtime good friend of mine. Didn't have a career anywhere comparable to, the, to Julian Edelman, but he was another one of those guys. Never belonged in the NFL. You look at him, you don't think that guy looks like an NFL receiver, but he made himself into a good player. I love guys like that. And Edelman may be the best ever. I mean, he may be the best of all time of guys like that. So an enormous salute today to Julian Edelman. Congratulations on an outstanding career. The list is what determines who matters in this business. Oh, I, I jumped it again. Bubba, you know what? I, I keep jumping the production that you make. You keep making production. It's been a while, though. I'll give you that. But here's the thing. You keep making these production pieces that have what, what feel to me like false out cues, like obvious <laughs> spots they should be over, and then they're not. Well, there's an obvious spot, and the obvious <laughs> spot is at the end of the production. <laughs> okay. So Bubba's here today, Devin Nuno. And you've already seen Hembo, and we will get to them. They're going to take part in something that we're doing coming up in just a couple of minutes. And that's either going to be brilliant, and if it is, then it was my idea. And if it sucks, it was Nuno's idea. (laughs) But anyway, today's green list, my top five, this, that, or the other, is voted on exclusively by me, is the top five child sports phenoms who went on to greatness. And the reason is today is the anniversary of Tiger Woods winning his first Masters. Tiger Woods in 1997, winning the Masters as a prodigy, and, I mean, winning by 12 shots. But Tiger was a guy that was playing golf on TV when he was three on the Mike Douglas show. So child sports prodigy who went on to become all-time greats, my top five. Here we go. Number five. Number five is Ken Griffey Jr., number one overall pick in the 1987 Major League Baseball draft. He was the number one high school player of the year, made his professional debut in June of 1987. How old was he? Was he 18 when he came up, Hembo? He was either 18 or 19, and I remember all the talk. He was, that's how he became the kid. And he was 19, 19 he was years 19. old. He was the kid. Could he possibly live up to the hype was the question. Answer, oh, yes, he could. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr., 630 home runs, 10 gold gloves, seven-time silver slugger, one of the truly great players of all time. Ken Griffey Jr., number five on today's list. Number four. Four is Wayne Gretzky. At the age of 10, the great one scored 378 goals in a local league. At the age of 10, (laughs) he was so good, his parents moved him to Toronto when he was 14 so he could move up in class. He was known by everyone for it, you know, and his dad, who just died recently, they talked a lot about how his dad helped bring him along, and did he live up to the hypo? I suppose you could say so. I don't even need to list the accomplishments. Most career goals, most career assists, nine heart trophies, four Stanley Cups. He is just indisputably the greatest player in the history of his sport. Wayne Gretzky, number four on today's list of child phenoms. Number three. Three is LeBron. And again, we're doing this based upon how well-known they were as kids, not on how great their careers ultimately turned out to be. If we were doing that, then Gretzky would probably be number one. But I'm talking about how well-known they were 
in their youth. LeBron was one of the first major high school players to gain national attention. I'm old enough to remember when we televised one of his games on ESPN in high school and Dick Vitale lost his mind. And there was no way he could live up to the hype. No way he could live up to all of the hype that surrounded him as a youth. And not only did he live up to it, but he has surpassed it. You can't argue that he hasn't surpassed it. He's one of the handful of greatest players that ever lived. I have so much respect for that alone. Just having as much pressure as he carried into the league and the way he has managed to, again, outdo the expectations. LeBron James is number three. Number two. Number two is Serena. And I remember when Venus, her older sister, burst onto the scene. I remember the conversation being Venus Williams is on her way to being the greatest player in the world. And I vividly remember an interview in which she said, my little sister is better. My little sister is better than me. And it turns out she was right. Because Venus Williams is one of the great players of all time. And Serena is the best. So Serena Williams, the greatest player in the history of her sport, child prodigy who was being named as such starting at the age of 10, is number two on today's green list. Number one. But number one has to be Tiger. I mean, what can you say? You've seen the video. You've seen him playing golf on the Mike Douglas show at the age of three. He was three years old and he's hitting golf balls on national television. At the age of six, he was winning drive, pitch, and putt competitions. His father said he was going to change the world in a way that Gandhi did. So you can't create bigger expectations for a person than existed for Tiger Woods. And he's gone on to win 15 majors and completely changed the way the world views the sport of golf. So it is inarguable today. Tiger Woods is number one on today's green list of child prodigies in sports who've gone on to live up to what was expected. Griffey Jr. is five, Gretzky is four, LeBron James is three, Serena is two, and Tiger Woods is one. Okay, next order of business, and I think this is going to be fun. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? So the I'm sorry what for today is that they're making a movie in which someone is going to be depicting Sean Payton, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, and that someone is Kevin James. Now, I like Kevin. I've been around him a little bit. He's a very funny man. He's a very nice guy. He looks nothing like Sean Payton. You can't look less like anyone than he looks like Sean Payton. I hate that casting. If you're going to cast a sports movie, I need someone who looks like him. So very quickly, we're going to cast sports movies today. I'm making this a casting call, and we're going to do it with you on the phones. So I'm going to show you how the game is going to be played. I've asked each member of the hashtag crew to have a casting ready. So give me a famous person in sports and the actor or actress who should play them. I'll go first. The golfer, the golf legend, Nick Faldo. Harrison Ford is his doppelganger. They're like separated at birth. If they make a movie about Nick Faldo and don't cast Harrison Ford, I'm not going to see it. So that's who should play Nick Faldo. Hembo, give me a casting. Uh, Have you ever seen the show Friday Night Lights? Yes, of course. Eric Taylor's the coach of Friday Night Lights, played by Kyle Chandler. I think he looks just like Will Muschamp. Okay. (laughs) See, that's what I'm looking for. The obscurity of the lookalikes. I have no idea who you're talking about, but I'm sure they look alike. Let me go to the rest of the hashtag crew. Uh, Bubba, give me a casting. I'm going to go with Jim Uh, Carrey as Rick Carlisle. (laughs) 
crazy. I gave you time to think about this. And A, you needed like the longest pause in the history of broadcasting. And B, you came up with two people who don't look anything alike. Do you think what? Drew Carey looks like Rick Carlisle? Jim Carey. Oh, Jim Carrey. I thought you said, see, he has to wear a mask. The guys in the studio have to wear a mask, in fairness. Drew Carrey. I thought you said Drew Carrey. That's funnier. Was I the only one who thought he said Drew Drew Carrey? I thought he said Drew Carrey. Let me pause on that. We'll get Nuno's and Devin's as we go, but more importantly, we want yours. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. It's your casting call. Give me an actor who should play someone famous in the world of sports. If it's funny, it was my idea. If this whole thing stinks, it was Nuno's idea. We'll do it next after this word from ZipRecruiter. The football offseason is always wild. With all the trades, free agent signings, and new coaching hires, teams have to be excited for the coming season. And if you want to hire people that you're really excited about, team up with ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. To try ZipRecruiter for free, just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Back with your calls next on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. I'm Greeny. Baseball is back, and so are your favorite teams and players. You can catch action from all the big leagues on ESPN Plus this year. They have over 170 live games featuring every star and every team in the league. Sign up now at ESPNPlus.com slash baseball. So much good stuff on ESPN Plus, and it grows and grows. I got a new show coming back again, Better Days. We've already shot the season. It's coming back in the next, uh, probably in about two months. We'll start airing those. You got your baseball games on there. Plenty of draft coverage is up there and a whole lot more. So if you're not already a part of ESPN Plus, this is the time to do it. Meanwhile, let's have a little fun here. Again, we're experimenting with stuff. If it works out really well, it was my idea. If it's a terrible idea, if it's it's just awful, it was Nuno's idea. But I saw that Kevin James is going to play Sean Payton in this movie. And I thought to myself, well, I just hate that casting. He doesn't look anything like Sean Payton to me. So we decided we would try and do a little casting call. So I said if they make a movie about Nick Faldo, Harrison Ford has to play him. To me, it is eerie how much they look alike. Hembo, who'd you give us again? 
I gave you um, Kyle Chandler, who plays Eric Taylor in Friday Night Lights. He's a dead ringer for Will Muschamp. Okay, fair enough. It's very <laughs> obscure, but I like it. It is very obscure. Uh, Bubba gave us uh, Jim Carrey as Rick Carlisle. Nuno, you're next up. Who are you giving us? A rom-com of Phil Mickelson's life with Hugh Grant. You have Hugh Grant playing <laughs> Phil Mickelson? Yes, in a rom-com. It's going to be great. <laughs> You know what? It, it's, it's so ludicrous. I actually kind of like it. Uh, Phil Mickelson doesn't look like Hugh Grant, and he isn't thin like Hugh Grant, and he isn't English like Hugh Grant. But outside of that, I like every bit of it. Dare I ask oh, Devin God. for a quick one before we go to the phones? Devin, give me one quick. How about Cliff Kingsbury and Ryan Gosling? Yes, that's a good one. Okay, mm-hmm. see, you took the easy one. You took, but I like it. Sometimes, you know what? Take the short putt. Just knock in the two-footer. We're all good on that. So now we're coming to the phones. We're going to give this a try, and let's see how we do with our casting call here on the phones. Bubba, who's first up? Uh, first up is Kelvin. All right. Uh, Kelvin, give me a casting. Kelvin. What, you just introduced them then, for crying out loud. I just did. I just want someone to come on the air and give me someone who looks like someone else. Kelvin. Go ahead, Colvin. Kelvin. I can't hear you for crying out loud. K-E-L-V-I-N. Kelvin. Give me a casting call, Kelvin. Yes, I have uh, Ryan Gosling as Alex Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he does look a little like Alex Smith. He looks more like Cliff Kingsbury, but he looks a little like Alex Smith. So I like that one, Kelvin, and I'm sorry for the issues that we had saying your name on the air. Bubba, who's next? Next up is Jock. All right, Jock, give us a little casting call here. Jock, go. Okay, how about Josh Hartnett is Tom Brady and Drew Carey is Bruce Arian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that one. I like that second one a lot. I like, and it's funny that we got Drew Carey in yeah. after I thought that Bubba had said that. So far, I like that one the best. Drew Carey as Bruce Arians. That's a creative one. Uh, Bubba, who's next? Next, we have Jim. All right, Jim, give me a casting call. All right, hey, uh, Grady, love the new show. Thanks. All right, so if they do a Baker Mayfield up-and-coming story played by Fred Savage. <laughs> it, would have to be a, <laughs> it would have to be a childhood Fred Savage. <laughs> Fred Savage is probably 30 years older than Baker Mayfield now. But I do like it. If he could go back and get the Wonder Years version of Fred Savage, he could be a young Baker Mayfield. I like that casting a lot. Bubba, who's next? Derek is up. Derek, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a casting call, Derek. Good morning, Granny. We're going to have to go ahead and roll with Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin to be played by Omar Epps. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, eerie. Absolutely eerie. I completely agree, right? Yeah, They're separated at birth. They are extraordinarily – that's an excellent one. Excellent one. They look very much alike. That's a very good casting call right there. It's not as funny as some of the other ones, but it is an accurate depiction. Mm-hmm. Bubba, who is next? Nick. All right, Nick, give me a casting call. What's up, fellas? I got two gems for you. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And then I got Big Ben as, sorry, Will Ferrell as Big Ben. Will Ferrell as Big Ben. I like that. Yes, I do like that. I've heard that before. Uh We've heard that Will Ferrell looks a little like Big Ben. Will Ferrell could play a lot of different people. He's kind of got that everyman Mm -hmm. look about him. Do I have time for one more? Super quick, Bubba, go. Sam. Sam, give me a casting call. Hey, Greeny. Al Pacino as Pat Riley. 
Oh, yes. Yes, very good. good. I, I like that. You get the hair slicked back. <laughs> there is definitely something in that. Um, they made a movie in which the, the, the character was meant to be sort of like um, him, like, like Pat Riley, and with his hair slicked back, and Kurt Russell played him. So, I, I, that, But that's a long time ago. That's an interesting casting. All right, did we feel that went well? The, I guess what I'm asking you is, do we think that was Greeny's idea or was it Nuno's idea? <laughs> if we liked it, it was my idea. Bubba, I'll let you make the call. It was your idea. Okay, fair enough. So we liked it. Anything that I came up with is by definition a success. Mel Kuyper's got a brand new mock draft out. He's live with me next. Don't miss it. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.